From the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Grounds, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. As Yuma County's premier high-tech workplace, Yuma Proving Ground has long been a magnet for skilled workers in fields like engineering. One such homegrown employee is Todd Hudson, a graduate of Antelope High School and the University of Arizona, a Navy veteran, who today is director of YPG's Technology and Investments Directorate. Todd, I really appreciate you being here today. Tell us about the Technology and Investments Directorate. I'm sure. So um, we've been around quite a while. Um, before Technology and Investments Directorate is the Advanced Technology Directorate. But what we've been doing for the Proving Ground is providing um, test capability, modernization, and investments across the 41 test capabilities across the three test centers. So we continue to do that. And then in recent times, with the uh, advent of Army Futures Command and Army Modernization Enterprise, ATEC's a part of that, as you know, as a direct support unit to, um, to Army Futures Command. So now that the Army is moving way faster in the way that they build equipment, we're having to modernize our test capabilities to match that. So we've been doing a lot of work um, with that, um, and then recently with workforce modernizations. Well, since Army Futures Command stood up and since Army modernization efforts began in earnest, YPGs achieved a prominence that's quite unprecedented in, in the post history. And I expect a lot of the, the attention and, and scrutiny Right, hey, to an extent for sure. So um, during the, the last YPG commander, Colonel Poppenberger, assigned uh, technology and investments directors to be the lead planner for Project Convergence. So it started off with a bunch of different names, but it's morphed over time. And yeah, it's the annual event to kind of get out in the dirt in the field and test all the science and technology early test readiness level equipment to see if that technology is ready to mature into equipment. So, yep, we've been doing it since the inception of Project um, Convergence 2020. Um, this year we're doing Project Convergence 2022 Tech um, Technology um, Gateway, and it's kind of like a side early on technology that's not ready for Project Convergence Main. And then Project Convergence 23, we're going to again be one of the main test centers, so it'll feel a lot like Project Convergence 21 kind of size. So, yep, we're still involved with that and doing a lot of the lead planning with a lot of partners across the Proving Grounds, and then we'll transition that to a primarily Yuma Test Center to execute, and, and hopefully we'll have another um, good event for every for to come i think it's a 10-year campaign plan that uh, army futures command have so we're about two years into it so far but to test the most cutting-edge equipment you need cutting-edge technology to perform the testing how do you intuit what we're going to need over the next few years to support this right so it's tricky understanding some of the emerging technologies whether it's artificial intelligence and machine learning we're trying to figure that out as an enterprise across our test capabilities and modernize those test capabilities so recently, uh, you know, last few years we've been partnering with Army Futures Command and the, and the cross-functional teams and figuring out as they modernize new equipment and bring in these new technologies, how do our test capabilities and the t and &E Enterprise match up and how do we modernize those? So we've been doing pr um, pretty good modernizing um, those test capabilities, but we need a, a little bit more to modernize um, some of those newer technologies and we're looking at that over the next five years or so across the POM cycle. And then most recently, we're, as we're going to get new equipment and new test capabilities, we need to modernize our workforce. So just as of um, this year with the ATEC Next um, um, strategy that uh, ATEC's doing for the campaign plan, there's a YPG Next that we're working on as well. 
we're kind of leading the efforts to figure out how we modernize the workforce with uh, um, Colonel McFall's um, Emerge program. So trying to figure out the workforce gaps and, uh, and how that's nested into the line of efforts within the ATEX Next kind of overall construct. It seems to me your, your directorate is taking a very holistic approach. It could be modernizing the workforce. It could be infrastructure. It could be range expansion. It could be software, new software development. Yeah, so, so yeah, just to name a few, yeah, it's all that and more. So yeah, I'm pretty excited, but it takes a lot of partners, right? So, so we're kind of the liaison between all the other staff directorates and the test centers to kind of figure out what the capabilities or gaps are, whether it's infrastructure or equipment, instrumentation or people. So the thing that I'm most excited about recently is, is the people part of it and modernizing our workforce, whether that's current workforce gaps or future workforce gaps and putting some money and resources towards that to make sure we maintain relevancy across that, you know, the next 10, 15 years with the overall goal to make sure that uh, YPG is ready to support um, Army modernization and specifically multi-domain operations and how we get the Army ready for 2035, 2028 and 2035 to get ready to, to support that, those kind of multi-domain operation war efforts. You've worked at YPG for nearly 20 years. You've seen the operations from many different angles. Do you think this is the most exciting time uh, in your career at YPG? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, exciting time, I, I probably had the most fun as a test officer. I did a lot of um, weaponized UAS and, and man firing equipment, whereas a flight test engineer, those are some cool times. But as far as change and as we support modernization efforts, the, the amount of change and how quickly we're changing is for sure exciting for me. Sometimes change is difficult for folks who are making good mistakes. And overall, I, I think at the end of the day, we're going to be better off. And a, and a better position for YPG and test capabilities across all three test centers to support the warfighter. I mean, not to date us, but when I first met you, you were testing the Kiowa helicopter. Yep, yeah, good times. So yeah, those are, those are awesome times in my career. So yeah, sometimes I wish I could still do that, but there's some administrative stuff of test officer stuff that's maybe not as cool. So yeah. Where do you see YPG in 2035? I have a great answer for that, but I. I think if we take these small steps with workforce modernization and also modernizing our test capabilities to meet the MDO objectives, I think we'll be in a real good position. And that's, that's inherent to what I do day to day. Make sure the place is ready so when I'm, I'm gone in about 10 years or so from my career, I'll be off on the beach hanging out with my family and I want this place to be ready to support well into you know, the next 20, 30, 50 years doing the same kind of testing evaluation, make sure the warfighter has the best equipment to win the war. So I think we're going to be pretty well postured. We've got a real good workforce. We help modernize them. They'll maintain relevancy. And I think we'll be postured pretty good to support that well into the future. Todd, thanks so much for your time today. Okay, thank you. Welcome back to Outpost Outspoken. I'm your host for this segment, Anna Henderson. Yuma Proving Ground is the home of Yuma Test Center, which conducts testing on virtually every piece of equipment in the U.S. Army's ground combat arsenal. Today, Yuma Test Center employee of the quarter, Karen Mortz, joins me. Welcome. Hello. What was your reaction to receiving this honor? They tried to hide it from me. It was a surprise. <laughs> I didn't know until I arrived at the meet and greet with the lieutenant colonel that it it was even happening. And then when they told you to walk up or said your name, and what, what's your instant thought there? I, I was a little panicky. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was totally shocked and surprised. So they did a good job of surprising me with it. It's always great when it's a surprise, because in that way you can't overthink it. Just go with the moment. Yes, yes, exactly. Every test involves some type of equipment to collect data 
and your role is to purchase the majority of this test equipment with your team. Tell me a little bit more about that role. We actually do a lot of purchasing for, like you said, the division, but we also receive it, get it in processed, get it put on a hand receipt, and get it out to the people who need it on the test. So without my team, I have a fantastic three-member tracks team that are my A team and I can't live without them. So none of this is possible without them. You showed me your screen a little bit earlier and it just has a, a Excel sheet full of different items that you have to purchase and keep track of. Why is it so important to keep track of all these items? Army pays money for stuff so they're going to want their accountability of where, where it's being best utilized and, and trackability. But you know you need earplugs, you need face masks. That's also what we order as well. So it's getting for the people what they need. How long have you been employed at YTC? Um, I know you said you started your career at TRAC, so tell me a little bit about that. I started in 2010, right after February, uh, Valentine's Day, and TRAC's photo. And I spent about a year there, and I cross-trained with high speed, and I cross-trained everywhere else. And I got asked to go help supply in 2012, and I never left. <laughs> I've been here nine years total for TRAC, so now three years government. You have a joke about your hiring date. Yeah, we were hired on the same time. We actually started on the same in intro week and I had a, a walk around with Lieutenant Colonel Matthews and Miss Johnna Pittman, you know, looking into all the conics and I made the joke that I was hired on April Fool's Day, so we're going to find out if it's a joke for them or a joke for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were going to find that out. Well, you know what? It's not a joke at anyone because you were doing an amazing job. You were named a YTC employee of the quarter, so that's a great honor. You talked a little bit about your team earlier, but tell me more about them and how they're so instrumental in your job. We have Ursula House, who's been here even longer than I am and was one of the people who helped train me. We have Greg Cervantes and we have Sherry Kelly. And they all bring in awesome um, experience with what they're doing. There's so many reports and paperwork and receivings and getting the, the equipment GFB'd and getting it received and even turn-ins and so that is so many steps involved in every one of those I couldn't even begin to start out down that path without them none of that would happen. I think that the team is fortunate to have you and the team that you work with to get it done. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about your career here at Team Approving Ground for YTC or your team? You can't be good at anything or do anything important if you're not all in and everybody here is definitely all in every day they give 100 percent. so I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this team well thank you for the work you and your team does every day at yp thank you this has been outpost outspoken thank you again for listening we'll see you next time from the army's busiest test center